Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Inside Strategic Coach Podcast with Dan Sullivan. Dan, we were having a very interesting conversation today about board entrepreneurs and how they might need to change their game. And I'm excited to delve into this because you and I both, you know, through the 10 Times program, talked to a lot of entrepreneurs who've been doing what they've been doing for a very long time. They're very successful, but they don't feel challenged anymore. So what are some of the dangers for an entrepreneur when from the outside, everyone thinks they've got a self-managing company, their company might even be self-managing, but they're not feeling challenged. Mm -hmm. What are you noticing with our clients? Yeah, I can key this to a conversation I had just before Abundance 360 in last January in Beverly Hills. And this is a client who's started the program probably about 15, 16 years ago. He's got an incredibly successful business. He just focuses on his unique ability. He takes free focus and buffer days. He's focused on largest check. He is probably 20, 30 times where he was when he first started the program in terms of revenues with profit margins much higher. He's a great team around him. And he was telling me just before the Abundance 360 meeting that he just had the biggest deal in the history of the company, most revenues ever, but it's also going to be the biggest profit margins. And they're just getting to do everything for this client. So all the skills in his company are being utilized. And it was... It didn't give me any energy whatsoever. And he said, you know, is this what the rest of my entrepreneurial career looks like, that the biggest thing I've ever done bores me? I said, you know, you're really at a dangerous point in your entrepreneurial career. Most people think that the biggest danger is that your business is failing. I said, you can come back from that and you can rev yourself up again. You can go back and simplify and you can rebound. But I said, when your biggest problem is that you're so successful, you're not excited anymore, that's a much more dangerous problem because what's going to occur to you is that you're now in a period of boredom, which is going to tell you, well, the game's kind of over and, you know, I think I'll sell the company or, you know, I'm going to put it on cruise control and other people will run the company for me. You know, I'm just going to take it easy. I'm going to retire And I said, retirement is a signal to the universe that you are getting ready to die. And sooner or later, they'll come and pick up the body because the moment that you retire, the applause stops, all the challenge stops, the deadlines stop, the really, really gearing yourself up to learn new things, to really explore big opportunities. None of that happens. And you spend your time with people who have also retired They may have been interesting when they were working, but they're not interesting when they're retired. And pretty soon, you know, you start saying, you know, well, I'm getting near the end now. And yet, from a talent standpoint, from a success standpoint, from a reputation standpoint, from an opportunity standpoint, you've never been at a better place in your life and you're going to quit the game now. And the reason is because you're bored. And I said, boredom is a tremendous danger to entrepreneurs. A lot of the people who have the entrepreneurs who are at the 10 times level who have now gone to the game changer level, the reason is that they need a new game. When you get bored, there's nothing you can do inside your company that's going to reignite the excitement. 
you have to take your company now as if it's a single unique ability and go out into the marketplace and do a collaboration with an entirely different kind of business and together you create something that's a hundred times bigger than anything you've ever done before. Invariably, if you've been local, you're going to go national. If you're in some industries, not only are you going to go national, you're going to go global, which you could never have done inside your own company, but by collaborating with another company, all of a sudden national and global becomes the, it's not just the possible, it's the logical step because you'll create something brand new in the marketplace that nobody else has ever created because very few people can do that type of collaboration in the marketplace. I find this a totally fascinating conversation, Dan, because for entrepreneurs, they can either go up or they can go down. There's really no Mm -hmm. middle ground. There's no neutral. There's no treading water for entrepreneurs. Yeah, and you and I have both seen or heard of people who are looking for that excitement and then do very destructive things to their life. It could be lifestyle destructive, or they could create an enormous amount of complexity in their life by getting involved in other people's businesses, which they're not very good at, or... You know, they can complicate their lives in an enormous number of ways, or they decide now they're going to save the world. I do periodic checkups on the world, and I don't think the world needs saving. The entrepreneur may need saving, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think the world needs saving, you know. I'm not up to saving the world, you know. Save Dan. <laughs> I love that. And I love the fact that this is kind of a clue, and this is why I was excited to have this conversation, because, again, I've talked to lots of entrepreneurs who are at that point of not knowing what's next. And the fact that you actually, here's the game plan. You actually need to up your game, Mm -hmm. change your game, and start collaborating as opposed to competing, Mm -hmm. which is a whole new mindset, which is very exciting. And that can actually extend your entrepreneurial career at least another 25 years. Yeah, well, I would say from the moment where there's like a fork in the road, and on one fork is retirement, decline, and death, and on the other side is, first of all, you get to simplify your whole notion of your company as a single, and I'll call it a 10 times capability because all the people have gone 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, and they have this marvelous self-managing company. They're operating inside their unique ability. Other people are doing their unique ability teamwork, and they have the greatest clientele, customers and clients they've ever had. They're doing their best work. And what you want to do now is to sum that up as a single capability that you can now take into the marketplace and find someone else who's in a similar position, totally different business, but the two of your businesses put together can scale to 100 times. And the interesting thing is, Shannon, you don't have to do anything different in the collaboration than what you're doing. They don't have to do anything in the collaboration different from what they were doing. It's just that you're putting two capabilities together and you're not buying that person out. They're not buying you out. So it's not the normal M&A type of thing, mergers and acquisitions. You're not staffing in from the inside and saying, we're going to go 100 times. That would discourage most people. I'd say, gee, here I am in my 40s or 50s or 60s, and now i got to start all over again and add a lot of complexity to my life. You're not doing that at all. You're just pulling off a deal in the marketplace, a collaborative deal. And it's so simple that a lot of people, one, don't believe that they can do that. And number two, they feel that it's so scary 
that they might lose everything they have. I said, well, no, because it doesn't even have to be a legal agreement. It's just a handshake. The real trick to it is finding the other company, the addition of whose capability would allow you to scale. And scaling is really, I mean, entrepreneurs don't feel good unless they're scaling. That's one of the big things I notice. You know, I mean, if they're talented, successful, and ambitious, scaling is the natural step. They've scaled inside their own company, but you're probably not going to scale much more. You're certainly not going to go 100 times without a collaboration in the marketplace. And immediately you can see like 20 years drop off their manner, their enthusiasm, their energy about going forward. They're so excited. So that's the thing. But it all comes down to that point in the development of your career where you're you're getting bored. So Dan, I'm going to ask you two different questions. One is, what are the top three symptoms that an entrepreneur is bored? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I always say we have the laws of lifetime growth, and the number one law of lifetime growth is that you have a future that's always bigger than your past. Always make your future bigger than your past. You know, I've run into entrepreneurs, and they say, you know, the best of my game is behind me. And I said, I'm sorry to hear that. You need a bigger game. You need a bigger game, and you need a different game, okay? It's a new game, it's a bigger game, and it's a much better game. Everything that's been good about your past gets multiplied in the future when you do a game-changer collaboration. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking that your past is smaller than your future, is there any other symptom or clue in terms of how people are operating right now? Yeah, I would say even the use of your unique ability in the present work has not given you the emotional payback that it did before. The fascination's gone, the motivation's gone. And the other thing is you're becoming a bit of bottleneck to the growth aspirations of your own team. Ooh, that's a great one. That's great. I'm going to add a sub one, and that is that you start making messes and you Mm -hmm. start lighting fires so that you can put them out. (laughs) Yeah, or you start focusing on problems instead of opportunities. And the other thing is that more and more you're hanging out with people who also don't have a big future. Mm, Cool. And in terms of people taking action, this is the second part of the question. So if if you think this might be you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you understand the dangers of that, what can people do right now, either to write down or think about or to talk to somebody to say, okay, What's a collaboration look like, or how can I up my game? What are some pointers that you give to people who are in this position? Yeah, well, I simply say take the company you have right now and treat it as a unique ability. For example, seven years ago, Peter Diamandis and I created a program called Abundance 360. And all we did is take Peter's capability, which is as a cutting-edge scout and explainer of cutting-edge technology in the world, who wrote a terrific book called Abundance and several books since then. And he was flying all over the world because he was talking, hey, forget about the scarcity. Let's learn how to take advantage of the abundance of resources and capabilities that are being created in our world right now. 
I mean, he's an amazing front stage presenter. I mean, riveting, riveting front stage. And he's got a tremendous mind for great comparisons about where we were and where we are now. He can give you a hundred reasons why everything's getting better in the world. And he had that, and I met him through Joe Polish, who I almost meet everybody through. <laughs> and we have the tremendous capability of taking almost any kind of knowledge and actually transforming it into learning concepts and tools. We know how to create a complete learning situation in workshop form, chunking out knowledge and keeping it really interesting over a two or three day period. And we know how to put butts in seats. We know how to fill up workshops. So I met him for breakfast, Babs and I met him for breakfast one day. And we simply said, hey, why don't we just put our capabilities together? You do what you do superbly well. We'll do what we do superbly well, and we'll create this new vehicle. It was a handshake, and then the next meeting we named it. And then the next day it was a two-hour breakfast and another two-hour session. And then we were into the curriculum, and we were already starting the marketing process. And we sold out the first year, and we've sold out every year since. It's just become a huge, huge stage in the technological year where the latest technologies want to be on Peter's stage. You know, about half the clients are strategic coach clients. It's the 27th, 28th, and 29th of January of next year in Beverly Hills. They're already sold out, but here's the thing. If you're in strategic coach, you're the only group in the world that got direct live feed from the entire conference. You can watch it at home on your computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Digital A360. I love it. Yeah. So treating your company as its single unique ability, mm-hmm. what's the next thing that you would suggest someone do? Then the other thing is to multiply by 100 times, mm-hmm. okay, and have a 100 times goals. So I want to do a 100 times goal. Well, you know what you bring to the 100 times goal, and that's the unique ability of your company. So what capability are you missing that some other company in the marketplace, an entrepreneur, usually it's going to be an entrepreneur, and they also would like to go 100 times, but they can't do it, and what they're missing is your capability. And it's a matchmaker thing. I just did one this morning by Zoom. I put two 10 times superb in their industries, and it's actually cross-border, one's in Canada and one's in the United States. And I just put them together, and we talked it through for about 15 minutes. I said, each of you do an impact filter on what the game is going to be for you and what you see the cooperation being look like. Send it over the next week, get together, and start the project. And both of them are just totally, totally excited. Perfect. And I think the other thing I can think of, Dan, is that that other company needs to have simplified before they multiply. So they need to have their act together. They need to not be just making it up as they go along. They have to be a similar stage. No, and they have total cash confidence. You're not doing this for money. You're doing it for exciting. You already know how to make money. Money will come from it, but the motivation here has to be fascination and motivation. It's not money anymore. You got money. You know how to make money. Nothing's going to happen to your money-making capability of your existing company because it already works. And if you're excited now, it's going to work better. Mm -hmm. See, the big thing is that the number one asset in your existing company, which is doing extraordinarily well, is getting bored. (laughs) So true. You've got to correct the fact that the number one player in your company, namely you, 
the number one asset in your company, namely you, is getting bored. That's a tremendous roadblock to the growth of your existing company. And you don't want to lose the value of your existing company. I always say, well, based on what you've said, a bored entrepreneur is a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Usually self-destructive. I find bored entrepreneurs find some way to Mm self-destruct. Instead, let's change your game. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you.